Hiya and hello to everyone listening again once more. It's Alex here, the dance artist working with Shaper Caper. We have a brand new podcast for you this week, featuring another couple of members from our Youth Advisory Council, The Body. We are joined by the smashing Leslie Howard and Claire Adam, both fresh out of finishing their degree dance programmes. So massive congratulations to them and our other body members who have either completed their degrees also or have finished for this year and preparing for the next stage, pun intended, in their training. For this episode, Leslie and Claire are going to be chatting about their experiences as dancers living with disabilities. So they'll be talking about how they've overcame obstacles that professional dance training has presented to them, as well as discussing how the move to online resources in recent months has affected them. And they're also going to give us some helpful tips on how we can all be more accessible and inclusive through our digital communications. So without further ado, Leslie and Claire, take it away. Hello, my name is Claire Adam. I am part of Shaper Creepers Youth Advisory, The Body, and I will be talking with my co-host, Leslie Howard. We will be talking about disabilities within dance. Hope you enjoy. So Leslie, a question for you. What is one thing that you would like people to know about being a disabled dancer within the professional training environment? Hi, I'm Leslie and I'm a dancer with autism. Autism is a neurological condition that affects the brain, but it basically means I just think and work a little bit different to how you would think and work. Within a dance studio, the main challenges I face are knowing where to put my energy throughout the day. So I work on the term masking, which basically means if you think about a swan, you see the swan above the water. And that's what you see, but you don't get to see underneath where their feet are working really hard to try and stay afloat. And that's how my brain works. It's constantly working fast and hard just to stand in a room full of people and observe. This makes it really exhausting. Like I have to figure out if I'm going to give eye contact today or not give eye contact, when to look, when to listen, if I'm too close to people, etc. And I really read the room to follow along with the social cues. And try and keep up so this makes it difficult if i have a long day of classes because i need to work out if i can give a hundred percent in each of my classes not just with my dancing but with my like masking skills so if i want to mask in the morning can i afford to do that in the afternoon without burning out which makes it really tiring and really difficult sometimes to follow i think another challenge for me would be different types of music so some noise levels can stimulate my brain and get stuck and amplified. So if you have music that's really high pitched, think of that going into my head and being amplified like by like a hundred percent and just constantly playing and it overtakes any anything else that you're asking to do for me because all I'm trying to think about is get this noise out of my head. Which means it's really hard to focus on the task and enjoy my dancing. This is also if there's people talking in the room and I'm trying to listen as well like it's really difficult to block out other noise because my brain's like oh I'll have a little bit of that which again is tiring to follow on and I think my like another challenge would be contact so for myself I don't really like contact that's unpredictable so in a dance setting it's really helpful if you pre-plan a task that I can then prepare myself for and know that okay so we're going to get with a partner and we're going to do contact and this person's going to touch me but when it's kind of like just a free-for-all that can be a little bit overwhelming 
for me and I think my main advice if you ever have a kid with autism or a disability in general is just ask questions. I'm really fortunate and so is Claire that we can open up and we can speak about our disabilities but not everyone can and it literally takes two seconds of your life to ask a question if you're not understanding or go and research find out about this person like we're all different and we're all unique and we all have different needs so taking the time to ask us is just really helpful and beneficial to both ourselves and the person leading the class and the people around us education is the key as i like to say but it, re it really is true it literally takes like a second if you want to ask a question and we're more than happy to answer like you're never going to offend someone if you're just trying to learn so what is it like being a deaf professional dancer? Well, for me, I am deaf. Yes, that is part of me. I wear two hearing aids. They work very well for me. And obviously within professional dance, that career is quite hard enough without having an added layer onto it, as I may say. Being deaf comes with its challenges and non in everyday life, not normal life, that's not the right term, everyday life. But then when it comes into professional dance, I think there's a very, not a lack of knowledge around disabled within, disability within dance, that's what I was trying to say, sorry. I would like to say it doesn't affect me, but it does affect me in reality. We're always having to, within class, I'm trying to listen to music, try to get the, on the right beat, Whereas everyone, that comes second nature to them. And also trying to be in a place where I can hear and I can lip read within the class. So that can become challenging when there's a lot of people and a lot of bodies within the space. Just in general, like a lot of the studios, the noise goes up rather than out. So that's also a challenge within itself. And there comes a point where you have a really busy day as a dancer and I'm taking my example from college, like we would have class in the morning and then we'd have a three hour class. I was always having to work out where can I put my energy and what point, as I didn't want to tire myself out within it. But at the end of the day, I would go home and I would just sleep because I was so exhausted. But this is something I want to do and this is something I love doing. So being tired at the end of the day is nothing because I get to wake up and do it all again and I get to dance whenever I want, which is so fortunate to do. And I'm really excited to expand my knowledge, pass on my knowledge and help people learn because anyone can dance. Anyone can dance and everyone should be able to dance. Why not? So, Leslie, probably a question that everyone would like to know as as in our current period of time where we're stuck in the house with coronavirus happening how are you finding the transition into online learning yeah so with everything like moving online you'd think that i benefit from that being quite antisocial but that's not the case it's really difficult so people with autism we really like routine and we really like things to stick like on time and I realised that on the internet things don't go on time and like a class is maybe five minutes late, ten minutes late 
even just a minute late is quite unnerve-wracking and then you spend the first like 15 minutes trying to work the wi-fi and everything which is really stressful and causes a lot of anxiety it's also really difficult because a lot of people keep their mics on which means it's hard to focus on the person that's leading the class because there's so much other noise going on and i think the main challenge is it's really difficult like i said i mask so i copy other people's social skills and i read cues and i learn from other people but through camera you can't see that and you can't see those cues which makes it difficult and really nervous and overwhelming to know if i can speak now or if i shouldn't speak like if it's a joke sarcasm is a no-go over videos <laughs> so yeah it just means we have to work out like even more hard yeah i think if you have a kid with a disability again like for autism try and limit it to one person talking allow time for an answer or maybe say it would be helpful if you say have you got a reply for me and that would give me the cue to know okay it's my turn to speak now and minimize background noise because it's just it's better for everyone if we just don't have unnecessary noise i guess so what is the effects of everything moving on to online resources as a deaf person like i was previously talking i i let read people i am not able to do that on facecam on zoom teams skype facetime whatever so that's a challenge in itself i am relying on my lovely two hearing aids to get me through it which can backfire on me and I just go, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> also, there's no captions on these videos as there can't be because they're live. To get an interpreter in, it's like, is it really worth it? Because no one working at this moment of time. And also, interpreting within dance is very difficult because there's not a lot of BSL terms in dance. So that's a difficulty in itself. If you have a background noise, you've got a lovely wee digger happening outside, that's gonna not allow me to be able to hear you very clearly, let's be honest. Lighting as well, if you've got, so for example, I am sitting towards the light, if I go here, it darkens my lips. So that's the difficulties as well. So yeah, and everyone's wi-fi is different isn't it so it uh, then when you freeze i miss half the conversation and i'm still not able to catch up because everything goes that's a very big challenge and it's very difficult because i spend half of my time looking at the camera wondering what is happening on this a very big one is that i've just recently actually started to understand is when you go on face when you go on face to face via video call, you don't get to see someone's body language, which is something I rely on heavily because if I miss something I can look at everyone else's body language and I can see right, okay, this is what's happening. And it's just so different. It's effective for some people but it's not effective for others. I struggle with it because I've always been the one that's worked harder to like 
make sure I know what I'm doing. What is the effects of everything moving online to resources? It's difficult. That, that would be my answer. To sum that all up, it is difficult. It's not easy. Can people help? That's a, diff a different thing. Like, we can't caption videos. But if you do somehow have someone that's deaf or someone that has a disability, maybe even have like a camera and then have like a chat. So if someone doesn't pick it up, you can just message in the chat, sorry, I missed that, what was that? And then they would answer. Even though you're face to face within a group environment, you still have that backup choice of I'm not missing everything out, but I'm still, I'm still participating within this call. I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you have a better understanding with disability within dance and how that affects it and how coronavirus has affected it with everything moving on video calls, online resources. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to message us because we would love to help. So thank you for listening to us. Like Claire said, like if you do have any questions, just give us a message or ask around if you know someone else with a disability like you're not ever gonna offend us if you ask a question it's just you're just curious and like want to learn and that's absolutely fine like and we're more than happy to educate because the more people know the more adaptations that we can provide for each other and help each other and thanks so much to Leslie and Claire for chatting about their experiences and allowing us to all sit in and listen like we flies in the wall. Thanks again to everyone joining us today. If you'd like to listen to this episode again or dive into any of our other podcasts, they can all be found on the Apple Podcasts app as well as on our website www.shapercaper.com forward slash backstage. We'll be releasing this episode as a video blog so keep an eye out for that on our various platforms. We are active on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. Our handle is Shaper Caper, as it looks, as it sounds. In addition to podcasts, we also have a whole host of free online classes for you, including creative dance sessions for young people every weekday at 10.30am, seated exercise classes, guided mindfulness sessions, and we are also releasing some written blogs about issues that are very near and dear to our hearts, so please feel free to check them out. Listen with us, read with us, dance with us, do whatever you like. <laughs> you know the score, we'll be releasing a new podcast next Wednesday. So until then, stay safe, stay creative, stay at home. Thanks everyone. Cheerio bye.